appreciate God, appreciate God properly. Hallelujah. What David didn't tell us also was that his, it was his daughter as well. Hallelujah. And we bless God for your life. Tell me you will grow higher. Uh, the world will hear of you. Even as you, be, you, you start your ministration for the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, please, before we go on, all the leaders in the house, all leaders, immediately after service, let's go straight to the minister's room for a brief meeting. All leaders available, please, immediately after the service, just go uh, straight to the minister's room. As a matter of fact, let's pray. The, the prayer that we usually do here, let's just do it in the office uh, for a quick announcement before we go away. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, we want to indeed say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for that which you have started. Thank you for what you're doing at the moment. Thank you for what you are yet to do. Thank you, Father, for an opportunity to always come before you. Father, thank you even for this Sunday. A Sunday, to, a Sunday that has been set aside to give thanks unto you. We ask, so, Lord, that you accept our thanksgiving today in the name of Jesus. Mighty Redeemer, we pray, grant unto us understanding of your word. Speak unto us individually. Speak to us as a family. And let your name be exalted. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Welcome to a new month. Month of August. Hallelujah the month of mercy. Amen. Our month of mercy. And I pray that this month, as we approach the, th the throne of grace, that God will show us mercy in the name of Jesus. This morning, we're going to be talking usually today, Thanksgiving service. So we'll be looking at what I call thanks living. Hallelujah. Thanks, living. So we will take our reading from Psalm number ninety-two. Psalm ninety-two. Psalm number ninety-two. From verse one to seven, we'll read the first seven verses, and it says, "It is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night, on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute." And on the harp, with harmonious sound, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the works of your hands. Oh, Lord, how great are your works. You, your thoughts are very deep. A senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. When the wicked spring up like grass, and when all the workers of iniquity flourish, it is that they may be destroyed forever. Amen. Now, thanks living. You see, giving thanks has become so important that uh, the church has set aside a Sunday at least every month, first Sunday of the month, to, for all of us to give thanks. And when I was, you know, looking and preparing, I was just asking myself, why do we have to remind people to give thanks? Should it not be something that should come naturally? Should it not be, you know, I mean, we have our children, we bring up our children, 
And we tell them, look, learn to give thanks. When you give them something and they don't say thank you, our eyes are already like, look, you are going to get it from me. The little things, smallest things. Okay, and we ourselves, do we say thank you to them? How many of us really say thank you consciously? Or say you, you, you know, it's, it's, it's easy for you to just say thank you for that, your wee one there. Hallelujah. You know, with ourselves, you open the door, you're expecting, you know, you help someone to do the, the smallest of things. You're expecting a thank you. You're expecting a thank you. Now, when you bring it down here, how much of thank you do we really say to God? How much of thank you do we say to ourselves? How much do we thank our parents? How many times do we call them? That I've just called you to say thank you. Some of us, it's after, you know, like, uh, after we are married and then we start to see what marriage life is like and we begin to see the challenges of marriage. We begin to go through all the difficulties of time. Then we, we say, ah, my parents have really tried. And then we go back to say thank you. Or you've gone to the, you know, your first delivery, you go to the labor room and you come out and you are in a hurry to tell mommy, mommy, thank you. That's the time that you remember to tell mommy thank you. Hallelujah. But we need to live because God expects of us to live a life of thanksgiving. We all need to live a life of thanksgiving. All the time, life of thanksgiving. And that's why I said we're going to look at a life of thanks living rather than thanksgiving. Thanks living. Why do we need to give thanks? Today is uh, thanksgiving service, so it won't be long. Why do we need to give thanks? First, Like we read, for his faithfulness. For his faithfulness. It is good to give thanks unto God. Just like we read in this psalm. That we should give that it is so good. It means it's not just 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 to give thanks to God alone. But it's for your own benefit as well. Giving thanks and living a life of thanksgiving. It's it's for your own benefit. If anything, tell me the times that you have spent giving thanks to God. That has no yield something. So who has benefited? It is for our own benefit that we give God thanksgiving. If not for anything, for his faithfulness. The faithfulness of God. What is faithfulness? Constancy. God has never changed. You know, that reliability of God. That fact that he keeps his covenant with you. That fact that he says, I am going to do this to you. And he brings it to pass. He never changed. Except you. That unchangeability. Like in Exodus. That, 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 that particular reason. Why in Exodus chapter 3 he is called Yahweh. Because he just remains God. He cannot change. Except you change. His faithfulness. Faithfulness. We need to thank him for his faithfulness. Think of the faithfulness of God in your life. No, you know, it's, it's, it, the three things we're going to look at, you know, why we need to give thanks to God. There are things that every now and then, someone, if I call anybody up here, he will come up here, and the next thing he will tell us, give, thank God for his faithfulness. Hallelujah. But are we giving him thanks enough for that faithfulness? With ourselves. When you are not faithful to your wife or you are, you are not faithful to your husband, what happens? What happens? Hallelujah. I can tell you, 
Because by the grace of God, my ears have heard those kind of things, many. You see, he's not, pastor, you don't want to understand. I say, I understand. What do you, and yet we are not, but God still remains faithful. He still remains faithful. Is that not enough for you to wake up every day and say, Father, for this, your faithfulness, for always being there, for your consistency, for who you are, for being God, Lord, I say thank you. From morning to evening, should we not be saying it? For being faithful. It is one of the characteristics of our Lord Jesus Christ. Being thankful. But being faithful. One of the characteristics of God is faithfulness. And David, I can understand the psalmist why, you know, he knows to write about the faithfulness of God. Just think of it, that the number of times that you have refused to keep your own part of the covenant, you have refused to keep part of your own deal. When you do it with your children and they don't keep their own part of the deal, what happens? They say, no beating. But we say, okay, I'm not beating you, I'm smacking you. After all, the Bible says, do what? Ah, I think you see, we all know that one, isn't it? So think of it that God decides not to spare the rod properly at all times. At all times, he's not spared. He is just, at, as soon as you do it, he says, come, come, come. For his faithfulness, we should give thanks. I, I, I try to look at it in my own way. I said faithful. You know, it, it means faith that is full. Do you understand? Faith that is full. And when you look at the Bible in Psalm 36, verse 5, Psalm 36, verse 5, the, the, the second part of Psalm 36, verse 5 says, it says what? That his faithfulness is right up to where? The cloud. It reaches to the cloud. He's, he's just full. It is for you to keep your own. For him, he is constant. He, he remains faithful. And that is why no matter what you do, no matter where you go, he is there waiting for you. Go, you come back and meet him there. Faithfulness. The number two thing that I want us to look at, why we need to give thanks to God, is for his loving kindness. His loving kindness, loving kindness. God so loves you. You know, it's so, he so loves us that he says, even before, even in our sins, he has died for us. That you are going there, you are doing all of this, this rubbish. You are doing all of that. He says, I'm there, I have died already for you. I have loved you to that extent. That, look, you have so strayed. But instead of him to, to just turn his back to you, he said, I will send my son. And he did. He sent his son to die, to reconcile you. Just look at it. Who needs who? But he just said, look, I still love you. I love you. My love, I would look. And, and that's why the Bible says, you know, he's, that he is steadfast in his love, isn't it? The steadfast of it will never cease. Should we not give thanks to him? Let, let me ask you, if God ceases to love you, if God ceases to love you today, what do you think will happen to all the noise that you have made to the devil. You know, you know, you know what will happen? You know, the devil, because the devil knows that, look, 
God, that is one thing he cannot withdraw, the love that he has for you. If he has that opportunity, look, what is Kilishi? You become like dust. He will just, because he just knows that any, if he makes you, he, I'm sure he will not even want to make you to dust because he knows that God made you from dust. So if he, if he just tries it, God will mold you back. So we need to give thanks every day. We need to live a life of thanksgiving to God because of his loving kindness to us. As you go about, think of it, how this God loves me. Think of it, that you woke up this morning, how many people were able to stand on their two feet? That the love he has for you is such that, you know, you just wake up and look at, look at, look at how beautiful, how, how elegant all of us dress this morning. And then you think of it, how many people are able to even wear something to cover their nakedness? But he loves you that much. And all we're saying is that we need to live a life of thanksgiving. We don't have to wait for the church to say every first Sunday of the month, come here and give thanks. Hallelujah. It should be part of our life. We need to live a life of gratitude. We need to live a life of gratitude. The third thing is his mercy. And this morning we, we spoke quite a lot about that, isn't it? Mercy, mercy, mercy. And for, of course, this month of August, God says, is a month of mercy. A month of mercy. And the, the passage he gave us this month is from Hebrews 4.16, that we will approach his throne, what? the throne of grace would what? And we, that we will obtain mercy. Obtain mercy. Obtain mercy. And when you look at Psalm 136, the whole of the 26 verses in Psalm 136, the psalmist use it to emphasize the mercy. How the mercy of the Lord endures forever. His mercy endures forever. That he's looking at you, he said, Reuben, you. I'll show you mercy. Otherwise, for those times that you turn your back and you are angry with God, you know some of us can get angry with God. He said, this God, where are you? And then you're angry with God. If not for his mercy, what do you think will happen to you at those instances? For his mercy. That he is saying, I need you to leave this place now and go to Manchester and then you could go and deliver this and come back and you're saying, God, tomorrow is Monday. By the time I come back, I will be tired. And you will not go. And tomorrow you are still able to go to work. You think it's, if it's not his mercy, that, can ha- that will happen. It's the mercy of God. We need to give him thanks for that. David understood that. The psalmist, he understood that very well. He saw it. Imagine what happened. Of course, when, when, when God sent prophet Nathan to him, what did David say? He said, look, this... Who? You, the person that has and the person that does not. The little that that one had, you took it from. What do you think should happen to the other person? Now, how many of us are, you know, how many of us are found in that situation all the time? Yet this same God, yet this God that created you and that person that you have been oppressing, he's still having mercy upon you. Is that not enough to say thank you to this God? Thank you. 
when we begin to pray and say, pray, pray, and thank God for his message. We, we, we just, you know, sometimes, whether we think it's too much, why are you always telling us to pray for mercy? It's as if, is it not, for, is, is it not his responsibility? After all, he says he do, it's not his will that any one of us should perish. So why will he not have mercy, isn't it? Mercy. His mercies endures forever. When you look at the word endures, the word endures means suffer. You know, you can suffer in pain no matter how. You know, you just be there. Or you, just, you just stand there. You are still there waiting. And yet God is like that. Some of us, we get to some places. And the thing that we will do, we will say about this same God. He, and he will still be there. It, it could be pain in him. But because his mercies endures forever, you come back and say, God, I'm sorry. And you say, my son, my daughter... It's okay, I've forgiven you. The mercy, the mercy of God, his mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. All of us seated here, I am very sure, 110% sure that we are beneficiaries of his mercy. The book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22, tells us something, that if it is, if it, if it is not for his mercy, you and I would have been what? Oh, some of us would have evaporated, but for his mercy. But for his mercy. In a few minutes, we will rise and we will give thanks to God. Maybe for five minutes, choir will lead us in some intense praise of giving thanks to God. And then I will see whether we have to be cajoled, you know, even through music to give thanks to God. Or it will, we will want to live that life, thanks living. Thanks, living. Quickly, we look at some few benefits. So, few benefits of uh, of thanks, living. A few things that I wrote here as the benefits of thanks, living. Number one, when you live a life of thanksgiving, you know when your life is full of thanks, it increases your power. Your power over the enemy. Your power to do things. Power to you know it just increases your power. Most of the battles that were won easily were won through praise. Jehoshaphat, in Second Chronicles chapter twenty, we know the battle when the when the when the Moabites connived with other two people to come against him. It was what he stood and did what after he had fasted. What happened? He brought his choir people and they did what sang praise. They had a victory. They had a breakthrough. They had the power. So. A life of thanksgiving increases your power. Power to even overcome the enemy. You think of the times that you are just there and some serious temptations coming around, you know, just saying no. It's not going to. After all, God says in his word in First in, in John chapter 1, you know, he will take you there. The enemy will take you there. He will tell you just do it because, look, he says if we confess our sins now, he's faithful and just to forgive us. He will quote it to you, isn't it? Thanksgiving increases your power. Thanksgiving is an antidote to complain. Thanksgiving is an antidote. The benefits is that it's an antidote to complain. You know, like we read there. You know, when, you know there are some people, some of us, we are public complaint commissioners. Now, when you live a life of thanksgiving, you don't complain. You just find out that when it's about to come, all that is coming out of your mind is thanksgiving. 
Rather than complain, you know, some of us will grumble in the morning, grumble afternoon, complain in the evening, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, complain, complain. We become complain masters. We become even, you know, just complain, complain. We never see anything good in anyone. We never see anything good in ourselves. We never see anything good from, you know, nothing good at all. Yet we don't even, if death comes our way, we will run. Thanksgiving is an antidote to complain. Take that on board so that we stop complaining. We stop complaining. Rather than complain, live a life of thanksgiving and see what God will do. Try living a life of thanksgiving for one week and see what God will do. And the last thing that I wrote here is that it gives victory. I mentioned Second Chronicles 20 from verse 19. If you read, you, you see... You see the victory that Jehoshaphat enjoyed and the children of Israel. The same passage that we read, Psalm 92, verse 4, it tells of the victory, the victory that God will give you. Victory that God, when you live a life of thanksgiving, victory is always coming. God always, you know, you just find out that the enemy, he's coming. He just, look, why is this man? David, when you look at the life of King David, look at the life of King David, some of the atrocities that the man committed. But the man knew to give thanks and he knew how to go back to God and say, God, I know I have done it. And the man was living a life of thanksgiving. His life was in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, at night, when he's lying down, when he's awake. He says it all the time. He is what? Giving thanks. And that's why he started this. He said, it is good. It is good to give thanks. How many of us are ready to give thanks unto the Lord? Hallelujah. How many of us want to give thanks? Last month, we had a wonderful six hours of praise. Wonderful six hours of praise, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 you know, that was, I, I left this place. I thought, oh, God, I've missed this, 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 this. But God showed me mercy. God showed me mercy. As soon as I entered the church, that same Sunday that you people were having praise, yeah, the church that I went to worship declared two hours. The man, said, the man of God said, I'm not going to do any ministration. Two hours, I say, ah, God, this is my God. He follow me, go Nigeria. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we're going to just rise on our feet now. We will give thanks. We will praise God. Like, look, for as if there is no tomorrow. Hallelujah. I don't know what choir you what, what you will do for these five minutes of this Thanksgiving of this high. Pre- I don't know, but we. I want. I want. From the depth of your heart. For all the things. For answered prayers. The one he has answered. The one he is yet to answer. We will give thanks to God. And I pray. I pray that from today. Our lives will never be the same. That we will live a life of thanks living. Indeed. Thanks living. Every day of our lives. Are we ready choir?
Amen. And thanksgiving will never cease in our lives in Jesus' name. The sound of rejoicing will never cease in our midst in the name of Jesus. So before I leave, I want us to pray. We're going to pray for mercy. We're going to pray for mercy. Hallelujah. Uh, I'll read from Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Mark 10, 46 says, "Now, Now they came to Jericho as he went out to Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude uh, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many warned him. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying, saying to him, be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. Hallelujah. Rise, he is calling you. We're going to pray. Everyone that has, you know, the man was sitting there. He cried for mercy. People suppressed him. They said, quiet. Every place, Lord, that people have suppressed me or have stopped me from crying out for mercy. Lord Almighty, take them away. Everyone that has stopped me, every voice, oh God, that has stopped me from crying out for mercy. Lord, silence that voice today. In the name of Jesus, let us pray. Let us pray. Father, silence every voice. Any voice, Lord, that has silenced me, that has stopped me from crying out for mercy. Father, today, silence that voice. Silence that one, oh God. Father, put them to silence. Take them away. Lord, let them be quiet themselves. All those who have asked me to be quiet, Lord, when I needed to cry out for mercy, when I call upon you for mercy, today, Lord God Almighty, silence them. Silence them, O God. Silence them, O God. Silence them, O God. Oh, Lord, silence those who have silenced me. Lord, quieten those who have quieted me. Lord, those that have kept me, those that have shouted, those that have oppressed me and have asked me to be quiet. Lord Almighty, today, silence them also. Silence them, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray, Lord, whenever I call upon you for mercy, Give me more grace to shout aloud in the name of Jesus. Father, grace to call for mercy. Lord, release. Grace to call, call for mercy. Grace to cry unto you for mercy. Lord, release unto me. Release unto me, O God. Release more grace to me, O God, for mercy. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. And, and, and the man, and, and the Bible said he was called for it. God said, you know, Jesus Christ stood still and said, come. And the people, the same people that were shouting quiet were the ones that went to bring him. We're going to pray. Lord Almighty, all those who were the ones that have silenced me, Father, cause them to, to, to be my lifters in the name of Jesus. Father Almighty, we pray. Lord, all those who have caused me to be silent, Lord, turn them to people that will be the ones to lift me up. Lord, make them to be my lifters. Make them to be my lifters. In the name of Jesus. Make them, oh God, turn them to people that will lift me. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. Hallelujah to you.
In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Lord, we pray. Father, release unto us the grace for thanksgiving. In the name of Jesus. Father, change our lives by our, the way we live and the way we give thanks to you. Thank you, faithful Redeemer. For in Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed.